0: Episode 27, Back to the Basics. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where you'll learn how to take steps to create a life that you love and enjoy. This podcast will cover mindset coaching and practical tips and tools, sprinkled with intergenerational wisdom and inspiration, and some Torah too. Here's your host, Nahama Weiser, Certified Health and Life Coach. Shalom and welcome to this week's episode. This week, we are going back to the basics, and it surprises me how many times this actually happens. This episode is based on a free resource that I created after I went through surgery, and I found myself kind of falling off track in terms of a lot of the healthy lifestyle routines, habits that I had built up, had fallen by the wayside uh, post-recovery. And I came up with this series of basically 10 days where each day was dedicated to one healthy habit, one healthy routine that I wanted to start working on in order to get back on track. And as I personally kind of got back on track, I wanted to share it with other people. And I've mentioned uh, this series, I think in a bunch of episodes, Um, But I want to kind of delve into it um, really for selfish reasons, because once again, I find myself kind of in this place. I had a minor procedure done uh, on my leg, and it kind of, you know, took me out of commission for a bit in terms of my exercise. And what really surprises me is that when one healthy habit, you know, stops or, or kind of gets sidelined, then it really has an impact on so many other healthy habits that we've implemented. So it's not just that the exercise stopped, it's that the things before it stopped and the things after it stopped, and before you know it, it's like one thing leads to another and you kind of find yourself really off track. And in an effort to get back on track, I actually want to take you through this series um, and If you find that for whatever reason, whether it's because the war that we're going through or your kids have been sick or you are so busy at work and you haven't had time to do things that you've wanted to do, whatever the reason is, if you find that you've kind of stopped doing the things that you felt were really helpful or if you haven't even started and you want to get started, you want to start implementing some healthy habits and routines into your day, then this episode is for you. And what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to cover all 10 days. But of course, you can't take on 10 new habits and routines immediately. Um, It's really just an effort to kind of lay them out for you. And what I want you actually to do is to just pick one and then work on that one habit, routine, Um, or system and implement it consistently for a week, for two weeks, until it just becomes routine for you, and then you can tackle something else. So I just wanna make it really clear that I'm gonna be presenting all 10, but I do not intend for you to take this all on at once. Obviously, that would be very overwhelming. Um, And maybe what I actually should have done is like month one, month two, um, but in an effort to kind of give people a variety of different habits that they can take on, um, I wanted to do it this way. And so just kind of listen out for, for the different ideas and think like, what is one thing that I would love to implement in my day so that I can get started and feel better in my body, feel better in my life, and, um, and then take it from there. So day one is time. And I think that there's a reason that I started with time because planning your week and managing your time is really the basis, the foundation for everything else that you're doing. And while planning your time does take time, it actually saves you time in the long run. Um, And this is where you can kind of decide what works best for you. If you want to have a routine, if you want to have a schedule, um, and you can really figure out for yourself what works best in terms of planning your time. But time really needs to be a priority. How do you want your days to look? Do you want to be more flexible? Do you want to be more rigid in terms of your time planning? Um, and in my resource, I actually lay out exactly what the differences are between routines and schedules. A routine is really a list of tasks that you kind of need to do in a particular order. And, um, but a schedule has a specific set of time frames in which to do those tasks. So some of us work really well with time slots and other people work better just in terms of a list of things that they need to get done. And you can try each system and see what works best for you. Um, but I think that it's really important to dedicate time every single week to kind of plan out your week. Um, and I often... Uh, mentioned that my husband and I sit down every Saturday night and we kind of look at our schedule. We look at our time and we're able to see what our week looks like. And then we can kind of fill in the times that we don't have things that are scheduled. Um, and, and that way we have a really clear picture of what our week is going to look like, what things we're doing together, what time we have to plan personally. And that's a system that has really worked out well for us. So In a recent post on Facebook, I actually started talking about habits, routines, and systems, um, and I'm going to break that down in a future episode. Um, But for now, I just want to kind of talk about time generally and really the importance of just considering how you want your week to look um, and how you want to fill your time and being intentional about that. The second day, I talked about water. Benefits and tips, and I know for me, um, I have not been drinking enough. Um, I generally drink between three to four liters of water a day, and I already have noticed. I think it's due to the colder weather, um, and just in general, like my busy schedule, I've I've stopped drinking, and um, I haven't stopped drinking, but I've stopped drinking that amount, um, and I haven't been drinking enough, and I've really gotten creative in terms of ways to. Get in more water. So, I'm not going to spend time here discussing the importance of drinking water. Um, You can take a look at that resource to get more information on that. But really, just I want to focus on some tips and tricks that I've implemented that have been helping me with this because this is something that I definitely want to get back on track with. Number one, I actually took some lemons and oranges, I cut them up into little pieces, and I put them in ice cube trays, filled them with water, and I just kind of pop them out to have a little bit more flavor with my water. Um, that's for when I'm open to colder water. I think a lot of people in this colder weather actually prefer room temp water, uh, which is something that you know you need to see for yourself what you prefer. But something else that has really been a game changer for me is that I actually left my hot water urn that I generally use over the weekend for, for the Sabbath, for Shabbat, I left it on my counter for the week. And what I found is that I was so much more inclined to uh, fill up a cup of tea and to to just have so many more cups, mostly of tea because it's hot water, Um, and that small little shift, even though it doesn't take a ton of time to boil water, that small shift of just having it on the counter and super convenient really made the difference for me and I've noticed that I've been drinking so much more. So whatever it is for you, whether it's getting a new cup or figuring out what temperature your water needs to be, I really encourage you to figure out a system for you to get in more water um, because there are so many benefits to drinking and you will just feel better and really be able to thrive in terms of how you feel. Like When you're hydrated and you're, you're just, you just feel good, um, and that's kind of the goal here. Day three, I focused on exercise, and I kind of started off by saying this is actually the one thing that I was told not to do for about three weeks, Um, but I still did get out. I still did get in a walk. I got out. I listened to some great podcasts, um, to some audiobooks, um, and and that was great. What happened the last few days is that the weather kind of shifted, and it's been rainy, and that's impeded my ability to kind of get out there and get in my walk and then the exercise kind of went downhill. So I actually got my stitches out yesterday and I'm hoping to kind of get back on track with exercise as well. But I would say that it's really important to have a solution for any weather conditions. So if you do like to get outside and walk, that's great. But then what's your plan on rainy days, right? Are you going to a gym? Do you have a treadmill at home? Um, and you obviously want to do a combination of strength and cardio training so that you can really be as fit as possible. And again, you don't need to be working out for hours at the gym. Um, even 30 minutes of daily exercise, alternating cardio and strength can be so great for your health and your mood. Um, so I think that that's, that's really important. And and don't get stuck on what workout you're doing, right? The idea here is to move your body and to also model for your family, for the people you live with the importance of exercise. I know my kids watch me exercise and, and you know recently my son decided that he wants to get stronger and more fit and, and that's been his own goal, not coming from me, but his own initiative. and I, I believe that that's just from watching me lift weights, get stronger, um, and, and that's something that he wanted to do. So I encourage you to invest, in thinking about what forms of exercise work. I know in Efrat, they uh, opened a new gym here and that's been very motivational for some of my clients who have joined. Soon they're opening a pool, which is great. So whatever method of working out works for you, whatever is exciting for you, um, that's something that you should give thought to. And also whether you wanna work out at home versus going out. I know for me, working out at home has been the one thing that has worked for me. In other words, going out to a gym, getting myself out there with the uh, exception of walking is really, really hard and I prefer to to work out at home. So again, there's no right answer here. The goal is movement and you get to decide what that means for you. Day four um, is food prep and meal planning. And I think that this is something that, at least for me, is kind of comes and goes in waves. Um, Sometimes I'm great at food prep and meal planning, other times not so much. Um, But I do find that having a weekly menu for my kids, and even if this is a menu that we change occasionally, is helpful in terms of setting expectations so the kids know what we're having and it's not like, what's for dinner, what's for dinner, And number two, it also allows me to ensure that I have the ingredients and the things that I need to prepare these meals. So, whether you want to kind of dedicate one day of food prep, maybe two days a week of food prep, and kind of set up your proteins and vegetables, or you want to kind of dedicate time every day, um, whatever system works for you, I really do encourage you to give thought to food prep and meal planning. And when I say food prep and meal planning, I don't just mean actually chopping and dicing vegetables. I also mean thinking what are some quick, easy meals that I can have with you know five-minute prep. So if I have frozen veggies in my freezer and I have some canned beans and um, and some tofu in the fridge, then that's a great meal. If I have some salmon or cutlets, right? Then I can just pair that with. Um, some roasted vegetables and some rice, and then I'm done. So it's not only the prepping, the dicing, and the actual food prep. It's also giving thought to what are some easy meals that I can have in the fridge, in the freezer, in my pantry, ingredients for those meals so that I can pull together a meal really quickly. Um, And I really do encourage you to involve your family, your roommates, um in brainstorming kind of a variety of dinners so that you know at least one meal you know what you're having um and then you can also keep in mind lunch so if you want to make extras you can put in a Tupperware and then have for the following day for lunch um and then you can kind of create a shopping list that's based on those meals make sure that you have those foods readily available in your home um and I just feel that that's a really good way to ensure that you have healthy, wholesome meal options in your home at all times. So it is, again, in the same way that it takes time to create time, it also takes time to plan your meals. But then every day, it's not like, what are we having for dinner, right? Um, and I think that that's, that's really helpful. And then you also want to give some thought to quick and easy things that you can grab, proteins, vegetables whether you have carrot sticks, hard-boiled eggs, um, some nuts, whatever it is, you want to give thought to what can you grab on the go, um, some yogurts, cheese sticks, things like that um, that are always helpful to have around. Day five focuses on self-care. And I think we all talk a lot about what self-care is, right? And uh, I think for some people... Self-care means kind of pampering and spending time on themselves and um, giving themselves different, um, I guess, like frills that maybe they're not they're not used to on a regular basis, but kind of the extras for some people. It's a pedicure, a manicure, a massage, um, and that's kind of like the cliche self-care, although I'm not poo-pooing that. I think that that's important as well, caring for our bodies and feeling beautiful in our bodies, I think, is important. And in addition to that, I think there's also, I guess, the deeper concept of self-care. And and what I mean by that is actually like caring for our well-being, like caring for our actual selves. And when I talk about that, what I'm really referring to is kind of getting outside every day, feeling the sunshine, taking time to journal and, and kind of understanding what's going on for ourselves inside our brains and being able to, like, put that down on paper, moving our bodies, getting enough sleep, like, which is really underrated, Um, reading self-development books, listening to podcasts, um, really working on our own self-improvement. And I don't mean hours and hours, even, like, five, ten minutes a day. Um, Stop trying to get it all done. Um, and I think like it, it's so interesting to kind of list that as one of the things that I mean by self-care, but it's this expectation that we have to do everything and be perfect in everything that we do. And just focusing on one task and being fully present with it, that's a gift. That's really taking care of ourselves so we're not always putting ourselves down and falling short. Um, and I think that's a really profound one. Eating in a way that's respectful to you and your body, right? Like investing in the food that you eat, not treating ourselves like a garbage can and eating our kids' leftovers, uh, connecting with people that we love, uh, people that are healthy for us, people who are positive, who lift us up, um, not people who bring us down. Um, and then of course you have all the conventional, um, you know, the, the conventional self-care stuff, pampering ourselves. Um, and those are the things that I, that I kind of mentioned before. But also, even when we're doing, we have our skin routine, doing it from a place of, I'm taking care of myself. This is my body. This is my vessel. God gifted me this body, and I want to take care of it. So again, you don't need to do all of these things. It's, it's picking one or two things that really resonate with you and focusing on those so that you can, um, that you can feel that self-care in a really deep way. That's the goal. Day six, I talked about a morning routine, uh, really starting our day in a way that sets us up for success. And this is something that I have to keep going back to because the morning routine that I create doesn't always last and things shift and schedules change and it's winter now, so it gets lighter earlier. and, And I also am a person who needs a lot of sleep, so that also impacts my morning routine. Whatever morning routine you come up with, Uh, I encourage you to evaluate every so often and see, is this working for me? Do I need to make certain shifts, certain changes? Um, But starting off your morning in a successful way, in a way where you put yourself and your needs first and you're not going to social media first thing in the morning, you're not checking the news first thing in the morning, you're really investing in Waking up, focusing on kind of a vision of what you want your day to look like, taking a minute, breathing, being with yourself, making your bed, kind of like getting into like that mode of like, let's set up our day for success. Um, And uh, Mel Robbins, who's an incredible, inspirational uh, speaker, she says that while you brush your teeth, you should focus on the things that you're grateful for. Um, and I think that's such a beautiful idea to kind of start off your day with gratitude. Um, and we say mode ani, thank you Hashem, when we wake up in the morning, and and we're already starting off our day with gratitude. But to really be specific about what we're grateful for as we spend our day, I know my journal um, actually has a prompt that says, "What are the three days that you're grateful? The three things that you're grateful for today?" So really, that idea of starting off with gratitude. Um, A healthy, nutritious breakfast, like the fuel that you're putting into your body um, also sets you up for success. Um, And whatever it is that your morning looks like, there's no successful morning routine. It's figuring out what routine works best for you. How do you get out the door? Or if you work at home, how do you go to your office and start off your day feeling good? Um, I know for me, it's kind of noticing that there are certain things that aren't working. When I check the news first thing in the morning, it gets me off to a, a really bad start. And I know now with the war, um, the news is often not great in the morning. And it literally is starting off your day with such negativity. Now, I'm not saying you should not be aware of what's going on and be oblivious to the bad news. But it's not the first thing that you need to see in the morning. And I think that once we've gotten out of bed, we've focused on gratitude, we've kind of set ourselves up for success, then when we hear bad news, it's a very different experience hearing it than if that's the first thing that we hear. It kind of sets that negative tone for the day, that sad tone for the day, I'll say. Um, and then day seven is the evening routine, and that's kind of the, the follow-up of the morning routine. Um, and that's where I really think it's so important to improve your sleep so that you can wake up feeling refreshed and rested. Um, And similar to the morning routine, right, where you're kind of setting up your day for success, I think your evening routine sets up your morning for success. Um, And that's kind of where I really offer some suggestions of, of how to kind of create a power down hour, like an hour before you go to sleep where you're powering down your electronics your screens and you're kind of just being with yourself creating some kind of routine that works for you that does not involve screens that doesn't involve the news um and really just winding down right and however you wind down is totally fine there's not one way whether it's having like a calming tea or journaling or reading a book listening to relaxing music dimming the lights um just really creating this like calming energy where you're winding down from the day, you're kind of letting things out of your brain. Do you want to journal like get letting them go on paper, releasing them so that you can get quality sleep, be able to get that rest that you need, fuel yourself, power yourself and then start a new fresh day. On day 8, I talk about mindset and thought work. So really from the inside out. Um, and I think that leading a healthy lifestyle is about like fitness, nutrition, healthy habits like drinking water, getting quality sleep, reducing stress. But a lot of it is about our mindset. Um, and as you know, our minds and our bodies are very closely connected. And if we're really looking for a transformation, a lasting transformation, then we have to also deal with our thoughts and our beliefs and our excuses and our self-sabotaging paradigms. And, And that's why change is really hard because it's not just that superficial kind of habit change. It's really a change that takes place much much deeper and we we really have to dig deep in order to understand like what's holding us back what are those excuses that we're that we're saying to ourselves but like what's the core why are we why are we kind of using that as an excuse for change um and i think that i think that mindset change is probably one of the most challenging parts of Habit change and and creating this lifestyle that we want, um, but we can't ignore it because that's really what allows us to to create change that's lasting and not just temporary. Um, and I I go through some tips on how to how to make those mindset shifts um, and have them stick. So I encourage you to to take a look at that. Day nine, I talk about clearing your clutter and clearing your mind, and that's where I talk. From the outside in, um, and for those of you who know me, clearing clutter for me really does clear my mind. When I have a cluttered environment, my mind feels cluttered. I feel like I can't, I can't think straight. I can't think clearly, and it's really only when things are in their place and I don't have clutter that I'm able to think clearly. Um, and. I think that it's a really important thing for you to ask yourself, like, how do you function when you have clutter around you? Many um, researchers have found that people who have who who are in cluttered environments are not as productive. It's very distracting. Um, so I think you just need to again. I don't assume that everyone is like me, but I know that a lot of people do have the same experience. And if you're that person, and this is something that's important to you, then um, I think it's really something to consider. What project do you wanna tackle that will make the biggest difference in terms of clearing your clutter and then eventually clearing your mind? Um, And I really encourage you to choose one project. Um, And the way to do that, the, the easiest way to do that is to really start small. Choose a drawer, choose a small space, take everything out of that space and then actively decide what you want to put back into that space. Um, And that sense of kind of censoring and and making an active decision is really what's going to allow you to decide what what do I have a use for? What is important? What can I live without? What do I want to bring back into my space? Um, And And that's essentially what we also do with mindset work, right? We have all this clutter in our brains, all these thoughts, right? The average person thinks between sixty to 80,000 thoughts a day. And when we kind of do a brain dump, a brain download where we write down on paper all of the things that kind of come up in our stream of consciousness and we just blurt it out on a piece of paper, then we're able to, kind of, in the same way that we clear that clutter, we're able to clear that clutter in our mind. And then we get to actively choose what thoughts we want to be thinking on repeat. What thoughts are helpful to us? What thoughts do we want to allow to go rogue in our brain? Um, And that's why I think this concept is so cool because it really is a parallel of our physical space and our thought process and how things work in our brain. Um, and, and I just think this whole, this whole process of really emptying everything out and then selectively deciding what you want to bring in um, is so helpful in terms of our physical items, but also in terms of our thoughts and choosing what thoughts we want to have, what thoughts serve us, and what thoughts help us get to where we want to go. And finally, day 10, reducing stress. Um, And this is where I talk about the impact of stress on our daily lives and tips on how to reduce stress and really incorporate more calm in our days. And I think, you know, talking about this topic now in the middle of a war in Israel, um, I think it's so important because we are living in an extended period of stress. Um, But the truth is that there's daily stress for, for almost everyone around the world. So there's stress that comes from living through a war. There's stress that comes from raising children. There's stress that comes from work. Um, and I, I really do believe that stress is something that we all have to deal with on, um, on whatever level, wherever we are, if we're living through a war or even if we're not. Um, and it really has a direct impact on our health and our wellness. So even if we're doing all the things and we're eating the healthy foods and we're exercising and we're we're doing all we're drinking lots of water but we're feeling high levels of stress that really can get in the way of leading that happy and successful life that we're that we're looking for not to mention that our body needs to be kind of in a in an ideal state right where we're not stressed in order to digest our food and to just kind of be in that in that calm state where our nervous system is not constantly activated. Um, and when we do feel a stress response, there our body responds in a very physical way. Like our heart rate speeds up, our blood pressure increases. Our hormones, like our cortisol and adrenaline, are released. Our respiration quickens. The blood flow is rooted away from the digestion, and it's kind of directed towards the body's extremities. Um, Our digestive system shuts down. Um, And this is kind of a survival mode that our body goes into, right? like When our body senses danger, it diverts our resources to the places that it feels um, it needs to go to. Um, and the truth is that our body doesn't really understand the difference between a real life, a real life threat, like a bear chasing us, right? If we go back to primitive times and just, you know, being late or being in traffic and being late to a meeting. Our body responds to those two stressors in the same way physically. Um, so I think that it's also really important. I've often heard, People say, I, I'm so stressed, I'm so stressed. Um, but I think it's important even to shift that small statement to, I feel so stressed, right? It's not that we're a stressed person, but that we're thinking certain thoughts that are creating this stress for us, right? The same two people who are sitting in traffic could be thinking different things, and one could feel very stressed, and the other could feel very differently, or they could, you know. Be listening to a podcast and using their time and right, like not not have that stress reaction. So, in this part of the resource, I actually offer ten different tips for reducing stress, um, and uh, I encourage you to take a look at those tips because I think that reducing your stress levels and incorporating more calm in your daily life is such an important skill and. It actually is a great way to end this back to the basic series because all of the habits leading up to that um, I feel like produce that desired result that we want so all those healthy habits with reducing our stress can really create that that lasting lifestyle that we're looking for so I am going to link this back to the basic series um, in the notes below But what I really want to end off with is just reminding you that this is a resource that I've returned to time and time again. And why is that? Because life throws us so many curveballs. There are so many challenges that we encounter, sometimes small ones, sometimes bigger ones. But every time we kind of get thrown off, we have the ability to just go back to the basics, go back to those small steps that ultimately make a big difference. And I wanna end off encouraging you to just choose one thing here, one thing that you wanna tackle, one thing that you wanna get a handle on, right? Whether it's your morning routine, or drinking more water, or getting in daily movement, whatever it is, no thing is too small. Every one of these steps is significant and will ultimately build on each other to create that lasting change that you are looking for. Please share any insight. Please reach out if you have any questions, but I am wishing you so much success. You got this. I believe in you. Now you need to believe in you and wishing you lots of success. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Thriving on Purpose with Nechama Weiser. If this episode piqued your interest or inspired you, and you're looking for a health and life coach who can help you up-level your life, then reach out today. Visit NechamaWeiserCoaching.com for details.